DJ Tens of thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take They want to use violence on Americans We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace We want freedom We want peace Enough with tyranny We come to take our country back For all citizens White, red, brown, or black Return it to a form of glory Fix the bloody crack On the crown Fetch it down It's going down She warned me that this day would come I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns I survived that, then I came back, took the place I'm from To face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love You can't break me down, I'm indivisible You still see my raps if I was invisible That pepper spray tastes like chicken Friends, family, patriots Welcome to episode 30 of Freedom Unchained. I am Joseph Thomas, your infamous host, also known as Pianon. As many of you may know, I am in the middle of trial. And just a quick update, my trial has actually ended. And then because of scheduling issues, just as the jury began to deliberate, the judge gave them a six-day break. And today is Memorial Day. I am actually hitting the road to head back to our nation's capital because the jury's deliberation will begin again tomorrow morning at around 10, 10.30, something like that. I'm hopeful, and not for me, but because of those that have gone before us. There is very few things in this world that can choke me up. One, were the birth of my children. Others are the losses of loved ones. But the third is patriotic love and fervor. The national anthem, seeing a child recite the Pledge of Allegiance, those who sacrifice everything for the privileges, freedoms, liberties, and prosperities in which we enjoy. This Memorial Weekend highlights those who gave their lives to stain the red of our flag in order to preserve the freedoms that allow it to wave uninhibited. Honor those selfless acts of valiant courage by vowing to the preservation of those values to the coming generations and set examples that create the bloodline of liberty. We the people stand at a precipice of hard choice. Many do not get the privilege to experience, let alone the duty to foment. It is incumbent upon us all to be the ones who refuse to let their sacrifices be in vain. We owe it to all of humanity, both past and future, to manifest destiny through a grandiose ideal of altruistic patriotism and reflect the service exemplified by those whom we honor. Our words honor them today. However, our actions can honor them forever. 
So friends, memorialize this day within your hearts so that the next in line can feel its costly truth the rest of the days to come. God bless those standing guard in heaven awaiting for our arrival. It is up to us to be the America worth dying for. I'm going to play a quick clip followed by a moment of silence in honor of those who have gone before us valiantly so that we can stand here freely today. I come from a long line of men and women that have served. Some who have sacrificed everything on the battlefield and others that have come home from the battlefield to preserve those values for the next generation. We honor all of them. Today, we will be speaking with a fellow J6er who has a deeply rooted American family history in bootlegging alcohol from border to border, from sea to shining sea. But yet today he is facing several years in prison for standing up for what he considers right in the preservation of freedom. Always be a judge for yourself. Discern the truth by gathering all of the information. Don't just listen to a single source. We have the freedom of thought, the freedom of opinion, the freedom of information. Truth is a form of freedom that we should honor and cherish. Freedom is what makes America great. You want to make America great again? Freedom. All right, Patriots, family, friends, I have my favorite brewmaster, you guys may know as Bootlegger, fellow J6er, standing up against the federal government for false claims, political persecution, prosecution, and discrimination, simply because he has a fighting spirit. Mark Anthony Brew, thank you for coming on to the show, sir. Honored to have you. Yeah, thanks, Pi. That's a great introdu- introduction. I appreciate it. Not a problem, man. You have been out here speaking truth to power and that takes a lot of courage um you know i understand that you're going pro se which means you're defending yourself is that correct yeah i entered into yeah i entered in as pro se uh because i was not 
uh, being represented correctly by the uh, the federal defenders, and um, there was a there was quite often a breakdown in communication, and they wanted to pretty much um, try to convince me into a plea deal, uh, even. You know, even saying that uh, you know, prosecutor offered to you know plea deal in lieu to you know uh, turn over state's evidence on all the organizations and groups I'm in, that type of thing. And I pretty much told them, I uh, told my lawyer to tell the prosecutor to go f himself, but in lawyer speak. Well, that by all means takes a lot of courage. You know, when they offered me a plea, I told them very politely where they could stick it. And that's why I'm in the midst of the uh, fight for my life and trial right now, actually. And, you know, I, I'm not going to stop being a voice for the voiceless. And my platform is a place for you to get your story out there, to share your side of it, because the mainstream, lamestream propaganda media are only going to spew the lies that the government tells them to report on. And so this is a unique platform for you to share your story with America. And we are truly honored to have you here. Before we get into the, the, the dirty bits of the matter, why don't you uh, give my audience a bit of background on who you are and uh, you know, before the whole J6 debacle basically took over your life. I grew up in, uh, I grew up in the PNW in the Pacific Northwest. Um, my family is, is mixed. You know, my dad is a uh, Franco-Indian uh, who went to school in England. And, um, you know, my grandfather on his side is a missionary uh, in Africa and stuff like that. So uh, quite an international um, culture uh, on that side of the family. Mom's side of the family. <clears throat> my Irish Italian um, that came here to America to, you know, to settle, to help settle it and, and, uh, and uh, create, create their own destiny. Uh, um, my grandfather was, a, was, uh, a farmer and a ranch hand um, had cattle and from New Mexico from uh, and got into Oregon um, along the way you know he would he would bootleg you know from border to border um, Mexico to Canada and uh, he picked up you know picked up jobs as a farm hand became an injured servant to uh, um family two of the families he worked for in oregon were the were the blackwells and the hansons and i don't remember which but he uh, made a deal with one of the families for 700 acres in return he would uh, ranch hand for five years so he uh he put himself into uh, indentured slavery and um when he was done got the 700 acres and that has fed the family generationally now and they've turned it into thousands of acres in eastern oregon Wow, that's truly a blessing and uh, um, a very interesting family history. You know, I had no interest in getting into politics or anything like that. So, but I guess it, you know, it's kind of runs in the family a little bit. And, you know, basically it stems from that idea of right and wrong. And, um, and so that's, you know, that's the core of it. If it's, if it's wrong, I'm going to say something, you know, I, I can't, I can't live, um, I can't live doing something that, that is uh, a, tres a trespass to somebody else. True American values right there, man. Integrity and uh, you know, respecting the rights of others. That's that's what our nation is based on. And, you know, I, I salute you there. So not getting into politics, but obviously, you know, wanting to be a bastion of truth. Uh, what what brought you to January 6th? 
I had seen what was going on, you know, with the the increasing, the ramping up of, of uh, destructive activity um, by the by the political left of the Democrats, which was, you know, Antifa, which is a mixed sort of communists and neo-Nazis and, and different things. And so, you know, I started going to I started looking for groups, you know, that were pro-America, patriots, whatever you want to call it, um, that had at least the values that we should have our own stuff and individual, you know, ownership and have a strong, uh, a strong will to be left the hell alone. Um, so it kind of brought me to different groups, um, state militias, uh, you know, civil defense groups. And then, you know, finally, uh, the one that, you know, I, I stuck with and identified more with was, uh, with the proud boys. And so I joined the Proud Boys in beginning of 2017, I think it was, or, or late 16. But, um, you know, they get a bad rap, and um, every one of them that I have met have just been wholesome American family men, not racist, not, not you know, white supremacists or whatever else the media wants to label them. So, you know, it's uh, I've become friends with, with many of them. I'm, I'm not affiliated with any of the groups yeah. at all, but I'm, I'm proud to... Uh, to call many of them friends and um by all means it's as far as i can tell it's, it's just a bunch of rowdy country boys that like to like to drink and love their country so yeah you, know, you can't go wrong there yeah yeah you know that even the even on its premise the claims of racism is stupid um because you know um you know i've, I've traveled internationally i've been been to places like colombia mexico panama um Africa and uh, you know places in Africa and they're all racist they all want their clan they're you know uh, they you know have they have high value of themselves and look down on others I mean look at the Chinese you know how they look at the Filipinos and uh, you know they think they're better than the Filipinos and it's that's not it's not a good thing I you know I think because we're all people and we should all have you know uh, the, the same you know the same mutual respect but at the same time you know the racism card is BS because everybody's got it and they, they inherently have it and you know you want to you want to preserve your own and there's nothing wrong with that but you got to also have love and compassion knowing that you know your fellow man is uh is a created being by god as well and part of god and to 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 hate them is to hate self and to hate self is to hate god so um it's a it's if you can understand that then we can live in a in relative uh harmony without trespassing against each other amen to that you know there's a difference between uh abject hatred because of a person's um, nationality but having uh, pride in your in your heritage is you know it's a good thing like i'm proud to be an american um, i don't care what a person's color of their skin is we all bleed red white and blue but i don't think that our country is um any better than another person from a from a different nation either but uh, you know of course we are biased at least i am biased to america because i think we're awesome um so give us a kind of an insight uh what you're what you're willing to share about your story yeah. of j6 uh, I, I got uh, I became a member of the Proud Boys and uh, worked, in, you know, with them as far as, you know, organizing to get the word out of the, some of the political issues that are out there that were totally bogus and 
primarily I saw the Proud Boys as one of the only one of the only narratives with uh, some traction that highlighted family values for the youth. Okay, it wasn't one of these old Republican, you know, organizations where you know the youth was put off by it because they're you know too stuffy or something. You know, I, I felt like you know as a Proud Boys member, I enjoyed, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I, I agreed with the tenants, uh, family values, uh, men being the household, uh, the head of household, um, you know, and supporting their their wives or girlfriends, you know, their partners for uh, whatever they want to do, but also leading in all of that right and so you know i really enjoyed that especially on the business side you know glorifying the entrepreneur um it's very important um for in you know individual uh generational wealth development um for americans and it gives it gives individuals and, and the american public you know a a leverage against big government because we hold all the cards with you know having if we if we hold assets so um, that's why there's been such an attack on small business, uh, both through legislation and uh, and through uh, policies. And uh, it's so I uh, joined them, and I felt that it was a pop it was a pop culture alternative that could speak out and uh, against the the popular narrative of the secular world of you know inclusivity and diversity and the destruction or the lack of value in the family nucleus. Um, and especially in fathers. And um, so I, you know, joined in on, on that front and um, got into social media and, and things like that um, to put, you know, different, uh, a different narrative out there, a more um, sensible, wholesome alternative to what uh, the left had been talking about in their um, media system. I did that for a while, and then I got invited to um, help independents in uh, Washington State in King County um, through the Ignite Foundation. Uh, Michelle Darnell is the founder, and I was on the groundwork for that to help organize and talk to people and help and uh, uh, speak at events and things like that. That would you know that were trying to get people rallied uh, around a, uh, an independent minded voting base and so uh that was that was fun and i met a lot of great people and it's it was amazing because as a as a republican you know you get a certain crowd and as a democrat you get a certain crowd but in the middle you get all spectrums and you can engage with them individually and work out a foundation for common ground and um i you know I, I love doing that, and I use the Socratic method, you know, method of, of debate and and conversation in order to achieve it, and it's very effective. For my audience, the Socratic method is um, leading your audience to a specific point by asking them uh, certain questions. Yeah, it helps with it helps with self reflection rather than somebody talking point, you know, talking facts at them, and and it's seeming like arrows that are attacking them, you know, and it's it's very easy to get offended when you don't have a strong foundation to begin with you've been spoon you've been spoon-fed a narrative of, of different political beliefs but um yeah so i did that for i, I did that with the um, ignite foundation uh for a while and during that time we enjoyed the trump presidency and and uh, 
still continuing to do the work of electing uh, sensible candidates for you know low low level government you know local government positions, and just try to fill that that power vacuum um, as best as we could. And then uh, Trump announced his rally, um, you know, at the inauguration of Joe Biden. Um, couldn't believe uh, he you know, that Biden had gotten those votes the way he did when um, when Trump was so popular with the base. Not that you know, it wasn't popular with the with the mainstream media, and they made sure to try to make people believe that. But you you go around and you couldn't go anywhere without seeing a Trump flag or a, a sign in the yard or something or a bumper sticker. So. And you know, on the contrary, even in a left, even in a in a highly concentrated uh, left wing area, blue state like Washington, uh, you know, in the cities, you didn't see that many, you know, uh, Hillary stickers or Biden stickers, you know, during that time. There was a few, but they were not nearly as prolific as Trump, uh, even in those areas. So I knew there was something that was not right. You know, I had think been thinking I wanted to go to this inauguration rally or whatever uh, you know where trump was going to speak and stuff like that and everybody was buzzed about it and so then i got the opportunity uh to do so and uh, you know one of the reasons why i went and why i thought it would be an epic uh adventure would be one i'd never been to the capitol uh before and two uh you know we you know i i was pretty sure that you know, there would be an effort by, uh, you know, the left, uh, Antifa and, and and BLM to infiltrate and, and try to cause chaos within the, with, you know, within the groups to, you know, to, to derail the, the, you know, the movement and, and, and smear the character of, of uh, an American patriot. So uh, I went there and I always expect that, you know, where Antifa is and where patriots are, there's going to be uh potential for some scuffles and and at least some bear spray or wasp killer or something and so i uh, i went there and i you know had some <laughs> i had some swim goggles i figured those are the best with a seal around the eyes and stuff like that so I, I got those and a little radio to make sure i you know if i lost if i lost some of my people that uh you know my brothers that i was there with um that i could find them again and if anybody got in trouble i could go get them or they can come get me. So, and I'd probably be the most likely to get in trouble, but <laughs> that was quite an experience. And, uh, you know, when I got there, it was, my mind was blown at how many people from, uh, you know, from different parts of our country and internationally who had flown to the U.S. to, to come to this rally um, to support, you know, the, the, the pro-American movement, Donald Trump and all that. I, it was amazing. Um, we had people there that were from the Chinese People's Republic against the CCP and, uh, you know, the Chinese with their little wagon, you know, and they have their signs and stuff like that. And it was it was awe inspiring. And I, you know, I felt like there is no ethnic divide here uh, among patriots. Uh, you know, when you're a patriot, it comes in all shapes and sizes. And it was, uh, you know, gave me a, a a big sense of pride you know pride was welling up in me you know for that whole experience patriotism, and then patriotism does not have a skin color that is a fact sir yeah yeah and 
Yeah. So I, you know, so it was, it was great. It was a great experience. It was euphoric. Um, I felt good about it. And then we got to, you know, the steps of the Capitol and stuff. And then that's when, you know, kind of, uh, you know, chaos ensued. And I had, you know, I had, I noticed that there was some anomalies going on, uh, there and, um, you know, with the, with the cameras on, on, you know, set up and staged. And so it was just a big, it was just a big play, uh, to make Trump supporters look bad, you know, I, and to, and to demonize, um, demonize the people. The thing was, is that there was a, there was an organized effort to derail it. And I could see it. I could see it, how the Capitol police were weaponized. Um, they became a military occupation against a civilian population and then assaulted that civilian population. And so that is, um, that is a big no, no through that whole thing they I could, you know, I, they were using, uh, riot tactics, um, military tactics, and, uh, they're crowding the people. And then they started firing on them with their non-lethals and tear gas and, you know, right. Uh, crowd control and so it was that's when the chaos happened is is it was it was a strike by it was a strike by the capitol police and and whoever what other whatever else agency was in on it and they 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 struck first and then that's when um that's that's what gave the uh operatives who were there to cause chaos uh, an opportunity to fight throw things and break windows and uh, destroy property. Um, yeah. It, my only involvement, my only involvement in that, in that melee was to help protect uh, other uh, patriots, you know, that had not really been to rallies like that or, you know, ones that we had in Portland, Seattle, Olympia, uh, Salem and, and all those places. And so, you know, we knew the dangers, uh, you know, what Antifa was capable of and that they had no scruples. So, um, but, you know, we're there, you know, we, we just chose to be there to, to help, um, help people get out if they needed to, or if they were injured to get them to safety. So, <clears throat> well, I'm hoping that you're going to file a motion for affirmative defense. That is for sure. Cause <clears throat> self-defense in defense of others uh primarily is is something that you know is recognized as a protected act you know the old good samaritan law so if you're witnessing police brutality um then you're allowed to step in to preserve life um on both sides you know protecting the police as well as protecting protesters you know yeah. legal advice but um i would definitely yeah. recommend looking into it what's it called um, affirmative defense affirmative defense yeah. yeah yeah I've looked into all that kind of stuff um, you know I'm my only yeah my only thing is is just it's it's difficult um, to get the to get the paperwork uh, in on time they've already filed all their stuff and and then they don't give you notice until you know the last minute and so by by the time you get notice on anything you don't have time you don't have time to research it and, and get things right. So, um, you know, that's been the main challenge is we've got a system that's pushing you along 
uh, in a to- in a political attack, and they don't want to give you any room. And it's a it's kind of a form of ridicule that uh, it's it's an unspoken ridicule, you know, because they are trying to silence you um, by foregoing due process. And uh, ridicule is uh, one of the one of the um, rules for radicals in Saul Alinsky's book, um, Rules for Radicals. And so, uh, you know, that's a that's a communist playbook. It's instruction on how to uh, implement a communist government. And so, oh, yeah. Highly recommend my audience to check out that book. Uh, Saul Alinsky is the author. It's called Rules for Radicals. Um, I, I've read it numerous times. I, I first came across it back in 2010, I do believe. And uh, it is it is quite literally the playbook that they are using to destroy our nation from the inside. Uh, and you can see even the bullet points uh, within the first few pages break down how they destroy the family structure, um, cause a you know, basically just cause dismay from the inside to destabilize the nation, go after the economy, go after the family structure, go, you know, cause a sexual revolution, etc. I mean, you name it, but it is the literal playbook of what they are doing right now. And it would truly open your eyes. So um, folks, if you hear this, you might want to go check out that book, Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals. But go ahead. Yeah. I I had to give it a shout out. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, the good thing about that is that it was published. So therefore, it's in the public domain. And because it's a public domain, uh, you know, publishing of, of how, you know, a how to book, um, that's the same. That's a that's the same as a declaration. And so or notice. <laughs> so it can be used, you know, it can be used as uh, as a matter of fact. And um when your judge won't answer a question that you pose, then that is, you know, that's how you, that's how you get them is you say, well, you don't have fifth amendment rights because you're a judge and a judge is supposed to be a service to the defendant. Therefore you don't have fifth amendment rights. And that, you know, just ask your judge if he's, if he's a member of the totalitarian party and see if he'll answer. If he doesn't answer, then he, then, um, and he doesn't have fifth amendment rights and he goes, I'm not going to answer that, then he is indeed a party, a totalitarian party member by, by omission. That's, that's an interesting uh, little tidbit there, boss. So can you uh, point to any specific um, anomalies that you were mentioning um, about January 6th, or the, any brutality, any uh, protesters that, you know, were agitators or any like give us kind of an yeah. insight of what you witnessed in January well, 6th. Yeah, I know so a precursor, you know, part of the reason why I was so sure that there would be opposition there is because as, you know, as a proud boy and and just a a curious patriot, you know, to begin with, you know, I, early on way before this, I got into I you know, I got into Antifa chats and I would just watch what they were saying and and engage with them a little bit here and there and um you know found out that they were going to do this and they were going to uh you know use certain identifiers uh to to separate them from you know to identify each other from trump support actual trump supporters and so when you know you ended up seeing uh, i think it's uh, been put out there about um uh, rainbow colored uh jelly bands 
and the, uh, the rubber the rubber wristbands. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and so they would they would use those to identify each other. So yeah, they were out there, and um, I wasn't surprised, but I didn't really expect that the FBI would be there. Um, and I know that there was some, I know that there was some FBI and other Capitol police that were involved um, running shenanigans because there were people that were there and they looked like they were focused on a mission rather than being kind of shocked by the chaos. And so that was really kind of one of those indicators that, yeah, there's more to this is being staged and we're used to it because they staged stuff in Portland where they would, you know, we, they would, they would want us to go out to rallies and confront them and stuff like that and make some sort of, you know, narrative or whatever, some, you know, some sort of thing, you know, some hot takes for, for the MSM media or whatever. But, um, we got to the point where we wouldn't go anymore just because it was never beneficial to us and it got nothing done as far as change, you know, um, towards the issues that we were concerned about. So we kind of got away from it. And, um, and so they started kind of, you know, um, organizing their own. And so I saw that, I saw that in Portland where they had the uh, fire hose on the bridge and they're spraying, like they were spraying po protesters and stuff like that. And they were just making it look, it was all staged because there was nothing else going on except for on that bridge. And, um, and it was, it, it looked like they were all just crisis actors. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, there was actually a FBI whistleblower that just came out during the uh, House Judiciary Committee on Weaponization of the Federal Government. Um, the FBI whistleblower had stated that uh, there's over 11,000 hours of body cam footage or footage that the uh, undercover FBI agents in the crowd, um, they're actually withholding that, which is, you know, Brady violation, et cetera, and quite frankly, entrapment in my opinion. But um, it says that in that footage, they, it, it shows that they were actually causing violence and destruction and agitating the crowd and, uh, you know, being part of the problem, but causing the causing the crowd to do the things that they're now being arrested for. So I'm hoping that will be revealed very soon and help blow the lid off of January 6th. And uh, once my gag is released um, for my court case, then I will make sure to make public every bit of the information that I have as well uh, to help bring the truth out because we've we've caught them in uh, in several nefarious things as well. So, you know, I can I can 100% attest that there were organized groups with infiltrated within the crowd of the uh, the Trump rally, as yep. well as the crowd that went to the Capitol that were causing the problems posed as Trump supporters. And a lot of folks, you know, they blame the FBI or they blame Antifa, but there's also um, NGOs and foreign intelligence assets, as well as other three-letter alphabet agencies um, of our own country that were in the crowd being part of the problem. So, you know, stay tuned. Yeah. Folks. It's about to get real spicy. Yeah, I even um, I even saw some uh, um, I even saw some news that was posted um, on social media about. Uh, uh, about the CIA, you know, members of the CIA even being identified in the crowd. So that's uh, that's a big one too. Um, it looks like you know they, you know, they see they capitalized on an opportunity um, there, but it was a it was that was a bad situation for them to begin with because to have that many people 
pro-American, you know, America-loving uh, uh, patriots there, and seeing, uh, you know, what was it, a million and a half or something, 1.7 million people there, and uh, and realizing that none of the Democrats could even pull half of that for their rallies. <clears throat> yep, yeah, Biden couldn't even fill a bingo hall. I mean. <laughs> you know, I, I lean more towards the closer to two million people being in D.C. Uh, for the rally, and that at least four hundred thousand of those went to the actual Capitol itself. And so, yeah, it was a beautiful yeah, thing. Yeah, it was a sea of red, white, and blue, and it was a party-like yeah. atmosphere. Everybody was happy until all hell broke loose, and the the patriots started to be attacked and um, instigators in the crowd causing problems and causing violence. And you know, some people they got caught up in the emotion. Some people did things they should not, you know, we never uh, condone any of that. We don't, um, you know, I always tell folks like if somebody broke the law, if they broke a window, then they need to be held to account for it. But true, fair and blind justice, not the complete destruction of somebody's life because they're your political opponent. Like this has been the platform uh, of what we've been standing on for a long time. To try to actually bring unity between the left and the right, because they've been screaming about justice reform and prison reform. Uh, for a long time and you know and every american deserves due process um so it's yeah. very unfortunate that they you know that they had done that they posed as trump supporters to cause a lot of the problems and unfortunately some people fell into that trap but yeah. many of us that are being persecuted are are innocent of most of the charges we're being charged with and uh you know but it's completely destroying people's lives some of the biggest uh arguments i think you know that need to be argued which i haven't seen any of I don't, well maybe not very many anyway um j6 uh cases where they're arguing the knowingly entering the capital uh, you know knowingly you know criminal trespass that type of thing because that is a qualifier and uh you know for the offense and if you didn't know then you know and who could know I, I don't think any of the Patriots really went there expecting to go inside the Capitol. But when they when chaos ensued and people were, you know, going there every which direction and then all of a sudden there's doors opening up and people are going in um, and it's Capitol Police opening the doors and, you know, removing barricades as people were marching towards the Capitol in the beginning. You know, that's that's an that's an official. That's a. Um, that's an that's an official authority who's giving you permission to um, to walk in. Right. So and, uh, I don't see how of, you can even criminal trespass at that point. You know, a lot of January six defendants, um, the government will file a motion saying that they're not allowed to use entrapment by estoppel as a defense, um, which takes away that ability for them to say, "Well, the Capitol Police opened the door for me." So, yeah, you know, it's unfortunate that the government gets whatever they want in these cases. And then any motion that we file gets denied. Um, but I actually that's, am. That's why uh, that ridicule thing is so important, because when they file a motion like that, you say objection. That is ridicule. You are you are taking away my Fifth Amendment rights in order to defend myself. And then you 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 make claims against them that they are um, that they are committing. They're attempting to murder you. Because it's first a it's first a political assassination, and then they can then they can physically come in and, and assassinate you because they've already defamed you and 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 uh, and marred your name in the public uh, public opinion. So that is a that is a communist tactic. It was done in Nazi Germany. 
yeah, all, we the, are all the anti-Jew propaganda. We are definitely seeing 1930s Berlin tactics here. And uh, just to give you a little bit of hope there, brother, that uh, the knowingly argument is something I'm actually using in my defense uh, because yeah. that is a qualifier for several of my charges. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I never actually went into the building, um, but they're trying yeah. to claim that certain areas that I was in uh, is restricted grounds. But I, I can't go into too much detail, but I'm, I can say sure, that sure. I am definitely attacking the qualifiers uh, in the charges that they're they're accusing me of good for you yep that's uh you know that's what uh, that's what we got to do and um yeah so i mean it was a big it was it was a big show most of it was just uh you know kind of like a, a false flag as event that was uh, perpetuated and and manufactured by the government itself and so um you know they weren't very happy that uh there were Americans, you know, were on their soil uh, trying to tell them what to do because they live a privileged, privileged life in a glass tower. But um, that glass tower, you never know. So. So yeah. did you go into the building? I did go into the building. Um, I didn't go into the building when they had it blocked off. But the moment that I had seen that Capitol Police had opened it from the inside um, and that, uh, you know, the barriers had uh, been removed and that there was actually Capitol Police at the entrance, um, uh, you know, smiling and, and, and telling people, you know, guiding people through and stuff like that. Then I was like, well, this is this is an invitation. So I, you know, without any resistance, went up the steps went in through the door and uh and took a look around it was a it's a part of history i'm a history uh, nerd and I, I love it and i was you know looking at all the th the artwork and the the statues and and the architecture of the capitol building man it was just awe-inspiring and i felt like i was on this uh very uh <laughs> you know chaotic uh you know uh um Guide, you know chaotic halfway guided tour so yeah i did i did go inside and by you know by that time you know a, a congress had been long gone and um and so you know it was an empty it was pretty much an empty building um except for a couple of things that were being recorded and staged um just like just like how cnn you know stages and records their own news uh tr you know their own um new, new breaking news so that they can look like they're reporting on something yeah they tend to make news they don't break news they just make it on their own yeah yeah they're so, they're trying to create a narrative it's not natural and um you know unfortunately they've had the controls of massive uh media companies in order to uh to parrot the uh fraudulent content the manufactured content and um you know that affects people's opinions about what you know what went on and that's one thing that i i really try to champion with this platform is to defeat the mainstream narratives of the you know the communist news <laughs> networks and allow folks that were there tell their stories firsthand from their point of view and i always ask my audience to you know don't listen to a single source listen to all the information and then come up with your own uh, your own choices, your own decisions, make up your own mind about what truly happened. But this is stuff that you're not going to hear in the, the mainstream, lamestream media. It's, that's why 
we want to make sure to share the stories from both sides and then my audience can put together the information and come up with their own decisions make up their own minds about what truly happened and that's what makes this unique is because we get to hear directly from the voices of the people that were there um so after january 6th obviously you were arrested uh kind of give us some insight as to how that played out yeah it was um it was a kind of a curious thing because that happened in um i think it was march like march 16th of 2021 2021 and um i was at the storage unit uh, for my mom's place because, you know, she kind of had been forced out of her, out of her house, uh, forced, uh, forced foreclosure, um, due to, due to some banking errors, um, for when she, when, you know, when she was, uh, trying to, trying to pay off on the account. So, um, we were putting things away. We were coming out she gets in a car, I get in the car and then all the cop cars move in and there was a, you know, FBI along with, um, the Clark County Sheriff's department, um, in cooperation with the FBI. And, uh, they moved in with about five or six cars. And, uh, it was, I, I knew that it was, a I I knew that they were, that they were doing things unlawfully the moment they opened up their mouth to tell me to get out of the car because they told me to follow, you know, put your hands up, follow our instructions exactly, or we'll shoot you. And I'm like, well, if that's not a, if that's not a military tactic on a civilian population, I don't know what is. And, and it's also forcing you into contract with them because they're forcing you to comply. Took me into custody. Um, at the time, I didn't know some of the things, you know, some of the ways they trap you into contract with them to give them the right to arrest you is through the Miranda rights. Because when they read those to you, that is an offer. It's a contract, a right has to be, a, is an agreement between, you know, two, two, pe- two or more people, uh, parties. So that's what, that's what, that's what constitutes a right. And, and so I never, you know, I never would have agreed to that if I knew that. And so, you know, they read me the rights and that's how they, that's kind of how they justified, um, arresting me. And, uh, but with the declaration that they were going to shoot me actually negates all of the, of, of that because of the, the threat of murder, they're forcing me into contract. So, you know, they did a lot of things wrong and I'll tell you that, uh, Local Leos are no better than the Fed at this point. Um, there's probably still some good cops in there, but most of them have retired. And um, they're carrying out um, UN agendas. And, uh, you know, so th- and they've militarized them. And so they're not a they're not a service to the public anymore. Um, and we saw that through, you know, we saw that through uh, through the process in which they incarcerated me or they picked me up for january 6th and uh yeah they got me kind of run through they threw me in the hole uh and they they extradited me to to portland um by the way and uh that was where they uh, processed me and did their thing and they put me in um 
they put me in the in the clink first that first first off i should say i was in the clink overnight at the clark county um, jail and you know that's it that sits at 60 degrees they leave you without any sort of clothing on and so that is a form of torture um and also psychological torture so um it it gets you it gets you that into the state of mind to comply with anything they say just to get the hell out of there and what you know whatever it takes that's and so you know and, and that's what people need to remember you know people need to remember too is like yeah they'll scare the living shit out of you but um you got to set that fear aside and the only way to do that is to know the law and uh and to know it well enough you know to understand when um you know when they're using these tactics in order to uh, trap you into a contract were you um given your arraignment um i'm assuming you are out on bond because of that yeah i'm out on federal bonds um it was on uh you know going through court services yeah. and to tracking all this other stuff and um i had a track i had a gps tracking and i was on home detention in portland for six months uh, at my brother's place and um, you know in that time you know it was just I had a big dog and stuff like that and they wouldn't even let me go outside and, and walk him um, I could go off the porch and like let him go or whatever on or on a leash but that wasn't that's not a good thing for a big dog so um, eventually I got him to relax on the restrictions and widen out the parameters and I could walk around the apartment complex I was in um, but I did that for a while. It was a lot of stress. Um, psychologically, that's it's very damaging to do that to somebody. And even though they're not in the clink directly, and that's that's terrible in and of itself, you know, having these guys constantly monitoring you and you having to check in and follow this process, uh, it's extremely stressful. Oh, I can imagine. Um, we've even heard stories where they initially put a person on house arrest but the uh, distance that they're allowed to walk away from the monitor does not even allow them to get into their own kitchen. Um, and so, I mean, it's it's extremely, um, extremely unjust in my opinion uh, to what they are doing, but I'm glad to hear that you are out on bond and that, you know, you, you they've yeah. relaxed it a little bit to where you're able to work on your own case. And, uh, you know, like I said before at the beginning, um, you're going pro se. Uh, and you you chose to do that because of negligent counsel uh, given to you through the court system with the public pretender. I mean, uh, public defender. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's true. And you know, so if you want to look at it, you know, in, in in actuality, they they forced me to go pro se because they I couldn't get proper representation and I couldn't trust anybody within the government in order to represent me properly. Uh, especially with all the infiltration and the practice of communism and and the fact that they um you know they they want to keep their job and so they're not going to really um defend the law and so you know that's kind of where it was uh that's kind of how i felt about it it's kind of how i am in it now is that i just think that this is all a farce and and you know the federal government's a fraud anyway and so what does the court process look like for you if you're defending yourself in uh, in the belly of the beast? Basically, they say that they treat you like a lawyer and you're in charge of your motions and figuring out what you're going to motion and how you're going to form your defense. 
um, how you're going to argue your defense and stuff like that. You got to, you, you got to, you know, have a hearing and sit down to discuss what you're willing to agree with as that is fact. And, you know, they sent me over a list of stuff I'm, that they wanted me to agree with that they were like, well, this is what you did. You don't dispute it. Do you? And I'm like, yeah, no, none of that is true. And, uh, so I don't, I don't agree with any of it, which, you know, puts them in a pickle. Um, you know, uh, so I, you know, it also puts me in a pickle because now I've got to go down and defend each one and, you know, create a narrative within the law that, you know, that shows, um, you know, that shows innocence and that's not easy to do. It's not cheap to do. It's like, you know, if I, if I sit down and I'm writing these, it takes me a long time because I have to look up, I have to look up information because I'm not a lawyer. I haven't been trained in that, but, um, you know, so I have to, I have to have, I have to have support to fund, uh, you know, my, my colleagues, my associates who know the law better than I do, who are helping me on the side and, um, pointing me in the right directions because they're also having to train me on how to defend it. So, you know, I pay for that training, you know, it's, it's not expensive, but you know, they need money too. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, we're all in this to, to, to do the right thing and, and be good patriots, but, um, but it still costs a little bit of money, um, to get that done. And so far it's been a rough road, uh, trying to fundraise, um, because, you know, there's been a lot of narratives that have been thrown out there. I've been slandered in the media and even within the, the organizations I'm in. And, you know, for the longest time, people thought I was a fed because I ended up, you know, getting that tracker off my leg after six months. And I never, uh, I, I was on home detention. You know, one of the main questions was, well, how come he didn't go to a, a fed prison? Uh, you know, awaiting sentence yeah, or awaiting trial. I dealt with that myself. You know, I, I was charged with, uh, well, at the time it was 10, but they ended up throwing two more at me to make it 12 in total after they, uh, after I turned down their plea deal. But, you know, initially folks are saying, well, he must be a fed because he, he's not in jail, even though he's facing 10 charges at the time, yeah. which, you know, I'm obviously not is I would be the first, worst fed in the world if I arrested myself and, you know, I'm facing the court and fighting the way that I've been fighting, but that's neither here nor there, you know? Um, yeah. Well, there's a lot of disinformation out there and it's made it's made people very leery and and suspicious. And and so you have to almost do a campaign like this where I'm explaining myself on a podcast to the American people because, you know, because they don't understand the the intricate details of of how to navigate law. And um, and so, you know, it's hard to it's hard to understand how you could, you know, get these certain advantages you know or, or whatever and basically what it is is you don't kowtow to what they're telling you you did wrong or that you broke the law um you de- you determine did you break the law and then you find arguments out there that support your that support your your ideas so so what were you charged with what are what are what charges are you facing um so as a proud boy named in the proud boys um or the u.s government versus the proud boys i'm uh, facing sedition uh charges in that and then um in the one that's uh in in the 
the charges against me, it's seven counts. Two of them are um, felonies and five of, them are, five of them are misdemeanors, but it's all predicated on, it's all predicated on um, criminal trespass. So um, the fact that they're prosecuting me criminally before ever prosecuting me civilly is, uh, is also a violation of due process because you have to, in a civil case, file suit and then you can, um, then that's where you get your evidence gathering and, and you get your cases together and, and all that stuff. And then it goes, it, you know, once you're convicted there, uh, you know, sentenced there, then um, they can refer it to a criminal but they never bothered to do it. They didn't follow due process and, and they've done that quite a few times to catch, capture people that they don't like and um, who fight this, you know, who, who understand that the system is corrupt. And um, they have a lot of political prisoners who've been in prison a long time before January 6th uh, from other things in, you know, in the 80s and, and 70s and stuff like that, you know, that are still um, buried away in some federal prison. And that's a fact, folks. That's why we've been saying that uh, both sides are now screaming for prison reform and justice reform. Um, and so this is something that we can unite both sides of the aisle on to fix disparities that are generations old within this nation. And, uh, you know, I've, I've always been open to a, a free and open debate and, and healthy discourse between Americans because it doesn't matter what side of the aisle we are on. We all deserve the same rights, the same due process. Because if we're not, if we have to deal with a system of injustice, then we have become slaves in our own nation to the system. Now, as you're mentioning before, you know, there is no rhyme or reason as to who is incarcerated and who is not. Because I know many of the uh, people that are incarcerated in D.C. as well as other federal uh, detention centers, jails, prisons, whatever, uh, across this country, you know, still there for over two years with absolutely zero trial. And they may have four or five charges, one felony and a couple misdemeanors, whatever. Um, you're facing seven, which are two felonies, five misdemeanors. I'm facing 12, seven felonies and five misdemeanors. And, you know, we're out on bond and they're, they're sitting behind bars for two years plus and still haven't been to, still haven't been to court. You know, there is no rhyme or reason as to who they incarcerate or who's out on bond. Um, and it's something that I hope people can understand because, like I said, when I first started, people were screaming that I was a, a fed or an informant or whatever uh, because I wasn't incarcerated. And that's not it whatsoever. I've personally been a thorn in the side of the system from day one, being out here screaming from the rooftops, pointing out their corruption and the yep. injustices that they're causing to just regular American families, destroying their lives, taking their homes, taking their kids, etc. And uh, so I, I commend you for your fighting spirit, sir, and to be able to go in there and to represent yourself pro se. Uh, now, are you doing Surrey Juris? So Juris would be of my own right. And um, I could I could I would consider doing that in a counterclaim. But for this claim or their claims, um, I cannot. Um, and, you know, sejuris just means, you know, of your own right, you have your own body politic because you're a state national and um, the federal is foreign ground. And so that, you know, if they were if they were any even any, anywhere remotely just, they would have, um, you know, we'd be charged and prosecuted under uh, international uh, policy uh, or, or uh, law. And then we'd have that ability to defend ourselves by that same um, set of standards. 
but no, they're putting us in contract law, um, which is um, wholly wrong and on its face to begin with. That's it. They come after you with the color of law and what we consider kangaroo courts. And uh, I just, I, I can't help but admire your strength because, because it is uh, extremely daunting to have to be able to face the beast in their own lair, using their own rules and their own system. Uh, to try to defend yourself and it you know just the just the paperwork alone is overwhelming like you're saying and then they give you extremely unreasonable deadlines um now yeah well and they're using obscure law that isn't used generally speaking for these cases anyway and so it's really kind of curious uh it gives you more evidence that they are biased and that they have an agenda and um they and that they they indeed have been weaponized like it's you know like uh, uh the weaponization of government committee says you know that's it and the truth is being exposed little bit by little bit and um hopefully you know the little drip will turn into a, a more steady flow of truth coming out and make difference to affect change for the better um for our nation as a whole but also more specifically for those that are dealing with the military boot of Uncle Sam on their neck. Um, you know, it's extremely unfortunate that many patriotic and peaceful Americans have had to deal with this persecution. Uh, but I believe that we all as a whole, as a nation can stand strong with our chest held high under the same banner of freedom, that great red, white, and blue that we all love and cherish so much. Now, uh, you mentioned um, some social media. Where, where can my audience find you if they want to give you a follow on social media? Yeah, you could follow me. Um, I'm bootlegger777 on Twitter. Um, I have a Gab account, Mark Anthony Brew. I have two of them. And um, let's see, what else am I on? Truth Social, Mark Anthony Brew. You can look me up there too. And pretty much you'll see that I deal a lot with um, helping to get the, to expose uh, the avenues of law in which we should be in, which we should be uh, tried tried by, if you know, um, or treated treated by, and uh, and there's a lot of work for the American people to do, not the government, um, but the American people to do in their local areas to try to reestablish uh, the law, and um, and hopefully, you know, uh, we can learn how to properly. Uh, have a Republican social compact again, and uh, and actually and actually have public courts, because uh, right now we have courts that belong to the UN, and that is due to the Foreign Immunities Act, and that was acted in 1945 by Congress. It signed over all offices and office holders over to the UN, and the UN has been um, in control of this country at least since 1940 one or 42 at their declaration um, of the UN Charter. That's it. And, uh, you know, I don't want to give my audience homework, but I definitely would recommend looking into the, the truths behind what you're stating. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, this is not sovereign citizen garbage. This nope. is the actual the facts of the law, the history of our nation and the uh, formation of our modern judiciary. Yep. Uh, in its historic value and so it's it's definitely something to look at i'm uh, i'm not perfect i don't know it all but i i do consider myself pretty well versed in uh in 
the systems of law uh, and, and, you know, the different avenues and different jurisdictions in which you can fall under. And uh, it is overwhelming information. However, uh, there yep. is a lot of truth and a lot of merit that goes to it. So uh, the fact that you are standing in the in the lion's den, uh, basically wearing steak underwear, you know, pardon the analogy, <laughs> but um, you have enough fighting spirit within you to, to stand with your chest held high. Uh, we wish you the best in absolute every endeavor that you're doing. And I hope that true, fair and blind justice can find her way to you um, and that we all will be seen as being on the right side of history here. Are, are you facing any assault charges? Yeah, I, I think it's um, one of them's uh, assault or fighting, uh, fighting with police, um, with the Capitol Police. And that was um, that was for laying my hands on a on a bike rack in which they were trying to push the crowd. And, and the only reason why I did that is because there's it was I could recognize it. What they were doing is they're using a, a crowd control technique, which is called kettling and um, and that pushes the crowd to where they're basically in a stampede on each other. And with the with the non-lethals and the canisters being aimed at people's heads uh, in the background, um, you know, there was an eight, there was like an 80 year old uh, lady who was hit in the head with one of those canisters. She fell and was getting trampled and her 80 year old husband was trying to help her up. And I, you know, and I truly believe, even though I didn't know that she was back there specifically at the time, I truly believe that, you know, part of holding that bike rack back allowed them to get her out. Um, it, 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 that's a, that is, it, it's such a tragedy to see that, you know, when you have Americans who believed in this country and the freedom of this country and, and believed in the foundations of our government and institutions, and then they get that experience. What a shocker. Oh, absolutely. And I, I never thought that I would see such brutality on our own soil. Um, you know, things that you would expect to see in a third world country or totalitarian dictatorships. Uh, it happened right here in America. And those of us that tried to stand up for the defenseless and to protect those that were being harmed without uh, justification are now being punished for it. So our prayers are with you. Um, I want to help you get some funding, sir. I know it's a struggle to be doing what you're doing on your own against a uh, system that has unlimited resources. Um, do you have a give, send, go? Where, what, where, can yeah. find, where can my audience help you? Yeah, you can find my gifts, give, send, go um, under um, Mark Anthony Brew. Uh, I don't have a link uh, quite handy. I probably should have sent that to you, but I'll send that to you so that you can add to it. And um, and then also uh, www.capital with an O, capital, defensefund.com, and you can see some of my, you can see some of my story there. You can actually see that I've written, you know, that I have a, a three-page affidavit uh, claiming, uh, you know, um, claiming war client, uh, crimes against the DOJ, FBI, Congress. Um, and then my new affidavit that is, I'm trying to get it out. It's, it's in the works, but it goes back to that funding. It's very slow. Um, but it's, uh, charging Mike Pence. So, uh, he's, he's in on it. He's the one that is, is holding J Sixers, um, under these charges, which is very surprising if the Republican party is, uh, you know, a party of, uh, uh you know, a 
party of the people. It's very disheartening. Yeah, unfortunately, a majority of the Republican Party, in my opinion, are nothing more than rhinos ready for a photo op. They speak a good game, but they don't have very much action to back up what they claim. And they're not there for us because they could very well defund all of these January 6th prosecutions in the snap of a finger, but they don't. They want to go stand in front of a camera and scream that they want to do things to help out, but they're not. And the FBI, the DOJ, are still rounding up Americans. They are still arresting people. This is not stopped and they're not going to stop until we the people stand up and say enough is enough. We do not comply, we do not consent. And it is the voice of the people that make a difference. And that's why it is important for you, my audience, my lovely patriot basket of deplorables. We love you, but it's time to share the information with your neighbors, speak up and let your representatives know that we are done with these shenanigans. We want to restore our nation back to her original glory, and it's up to us. There's no knight in shining armor that's going to come and save the day because we, the people, are the ones that hold the power in this nation. Yep. The one thing that I that could dismiss all the J6 uh, prosecutions, um, whether right or wrong, is the fact that uh, the election uh, is clearly in contest now, and we have... Um, Michigan, I think it is, or Wisconsin, I think it's Michigan, who has decertified the election. And we've got to urge our state representatives in the in the de facto to uh, push for that um, investigation if they're not already doing it and push them to hurry up, because uh, the sooner we can uh, we can show that this was widespread and not just in one state. Um, the sooner we can uh, enjoy the lawful protection that is afforded us uh, by the by the law, which is when a when a when a nation is in um, in contest and, and and there's no clear victor, there's contest on who the victor is, then the power goes back to the people in trust until a civil government can be established and that can be settled. Absolutely. And the, believe it or not, in my uh, court battle, the government used against me the fact that I posted a copy of the 12th Amendment of the Constitution, which quite literally codifies, it explains the proper electoral process. And then I had also posted a letter of Congress, um, a mem several members of Congress stating that they had evidence of fraud within the election. And so me posting a letter from Congress saying that there is the potential for fraud that they wanted to investigate and then posting the 12th Amendment from the Constitution explaining the proper process yep. was used against me in court. They, they insinuated that I was trying to uh, start a second American revolution. I mean, I was strictly posting things stating this is the proper process that we should follow. And I've championed uh, yeah. the constitutional i've championed the constitutional process from day one so you know be wary folks it's free speech is is dead um they will use everything and anything they possibly can to try to twist the narrative to make you seem like the worst of the worst um i will make sure to post your give send go in our description box uh, folks give this guy a hand he is not standing alone because a nation stands behind him but when he stands in that courtroom he is standing as one man against a 
truly overwhelmingly powerful system and it is not cheap it is not easy you must have balls of brass sir i salute you um hopefully we can try to help uh boost your funding and get you what you need to be able to give them help absolutely even even if even if the goals aren't met i can do a whole lot with just a little and um i have um just getting an affidavit written like that that's uh three pages that has to do with uh manual of armed conflict and international law is is easily um is easily several thousand dollars by itself right got it done for a few hundred that tip to you sir that <laughs> tip to you i know it's not easy um i'm i'm in the midst of my battle on its own and i i spent several thousand um in my trip to dc to for the the legal counsel and i'm i'm not even defending myself i have a, an amazing legal team um but it's it's not cheap whatsoever nope. um, i also i also brought in some advocacy on the outside to help protect my rights but we'll go into the nitty gritty details another day so yep. tune in for an, a later episode folks when i when i reveal all but right now i'm kind of gagged my hands are tied um but it's it's definitely spicy i'll tell you that so is there anything else you would like to share uh mark anthony yeah um just to say that it's always darkest before the dawn and god has given us all we need uh in his instructions in order to have a public government and to enjoy peace and prosperity within our land and remember that it can change in a twinkling of an eye okay it's it's it doesn't have to be brutal so it's just a, a matter of people waking up and engaging with this system uh in a opposition uh to its usurpation of authority amen and satan was works roughly because he knows he has but a short time but god has already won he walks before us in battle he prepares a table for us in the face of our enemies he is my rock my fortress my deliverer and when i walk into that courtroom and stare the government face to face i know that he's standing there with me in helping to uh temper my armor you know and fully put on the armor of god that is something that <clears throat> that is something that is helped me through this entire process is my faith um because it is daunting it is scary and to think that you're going in there with absolutely nothing um i wouldn't be able to handle it so i know that i go in there with with my lord and and he has definitely moved his hand in the courtroom and uh i've seen his hand at work in many of these cases and many um and many things out here as well um helping to affect change in in his time it'll happen he's already won um we don't have to fight we just have to stand and watch his glory unfold so cheers to you sir um thank you for coming on it's truly an honor and a pleasure and uh we'll be praying for you pulling for you and uh folks skip a coffee tomorrow and go throw that coffee money into his gifts and go cuz every little bit goes a long way and this is a truly a man fighting for his life standing up for our country and helping to restore her back to her original glory Excellent. Thank you for having me. Make sure to help out our sponsors help keep this dream alive. Mammothnation.com, the only and best competition that is patriot-based, veteran-owned companies, shop local, help out your community and make sure that it, all of your hard-earned cash is going to the right place. Mammothnation.com. Help defeat Amazon and the CCP 
because mammothnation.com has everything that you could possibly want, but it makes sure that it is America first. Check out the description box for the link. You're going to use the promo code of FREEDOMJ6 for a 30% discount. That way, tell them I sent you, and they'll hook you up with a nice little deal. Our next sponsor is MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. You're going to use promo code FREEDOM. Promo code FREEDOM at MakeHoneyGreatAgain.com. Get a one-pound raw bottle of honey that looks like Donald Trump, but it tastes like America. No communist bees, guaranteed. It is the best America-first honey around, and it is to help the causes that are out here helping America become great again. And the next, if you want to get some merch for your Sing for Freedom, Sing for Freedom t-shirts, hoodies, hats, drinkware, decals, you name it. Make patriotism sexy again and go to p2pprinting.com. That's p2pprinting.com. And you're going to see my tab on there is pianon, P-I-A-N-O-N. Pi like the number, anon like anonymous. Just as nerdy, but the merch is sexy. And that is what this is all about, is to help keep Sing for Freedom Dream alive and be stylish while doing it. P2Pprinting.com forward slash Pionon. Show America that you stand up for freedom. Many people have taken many different avenues to go against the federal system in this January 6th debacle. Some represent themselves, some try to claim sovereign citizen, some hire attorneys, some stick with public defenders and actually go to trial. But a majority of folks accept plea deals. And I don't judge anybody that decides to take a deal. So please understand that. Everybody must make decisions as to what is best for them and their life. And that's a choice that only they can make for themselves. I'm stubborn, so I decided to go to trial. Mark Anthony Brew has a sort of resolve within himself that he decided to take it to trial as well. And he is representing himself, which is extremely difficult. Seeing the system in the position that I'm in, I see how many briefs and motions and rules there are to use that system against itself. But we all can hope for the best. We know that God is with us in this battle. We don't have to fight. We just have to stand in our faith. And He will go before us. But I do ask that you to try to help out. Mark Anthony Brew, his Give, Send, Go fundraiser will be in the description box. Just like all the rest of my guests who are defendants. And also if you'd like to help me because I am in the midst of my own court battle paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for counsel. Um, my gifts and goes down there as well, along with every episode. But if you'd like to help and get something in return, you can always check out our sponsors, mammothnation.com, makehoneygreatagain.com, and p2pprinting.com. 
Honey is amazing. I love the merch. And Mammoth Nation kicks the crap out of Amazon. So, I know you guys are here, but they truly do help. I thank you all for listening and watching and being part of this. Spread the truth. Stand in your convictions. And remember, the Brandon administration ain't got nothing on we the people because we're Americans. And it's going to stay that way. Till next time. Oh, say can you see by the dawn? Hey. 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 Hey.